Welcome, y'all, to the uh, Money Management Workshop. My name is Tex. Uh, Juan, I'll let you uh, introduce yourself. Yeah, Juan Garcia, uh, lead mentor for IYT at UC Davis. And a UCD alum. And a UCD <laughs> alum, yes. No, Gradu- no. graduated. Don't, down- don't downplay yourself. <laughs> um, Renato Guerra, program manager for IYTU at UC Davis. Excited for Tex and Brother Devon to share this knowledge. Uh, so I'm going to toss it back to you, Brother Tex. And I guess maybe since Brian's on too, maybe you just want to introduce yeah. yourself, Brian. Hey, Brian, introduce yourself, you know. Let them know who you are, man. Uh, all right. I'm Brian, uh, a first year at UC Davis. I'm an English major. And I guess that's pretty much it. Okay. Um, next, I'll let Brother Devon give himself an introduction and we can get started. All right. Greetings, amazing people. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, Devon Walker, UC Davis alumni, member of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated and founder and CEO of Play Black Wall Street. Uh, Pleasure to be here. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, So today, the uh, workshop pretty much we have uh, planned out for you guys is the money management workshop, which is to talk about budget and management. And then later on, uh, Brother Devon, We'll dive into a little bit more of the nuances of uh, money management. So uh, just a quick introduction. What, uh, why we're doing this presentation is uh, one, to create independence, uh, financial independence, and for you to set and reach your goals, uh, to enjoy living responsibly within your means and to prepare for your future up to college. Um, So for Brian, since, your first year right now, just to get you a little thinking about the information we'll be giving to you. This is some questions to ponder on as we're going through the presentation. One is uh, what are your financial goals that you have? And two, what is your relationship with money? And uh, how do you feel you, how do you feel you can improve your relationship with money? So these are eight key steps in terms of developing a financial plan. Um, Number one is to look at your resources, what's available to you in terms of your income and your expenses. And then once you have that available to you, you need to understand your expenses first by creating a expenditure type of uh, plan or outline that you have. So you can be able to allocate your income necessary, um, and not, not necessarily, but to, to, to those things that you actually need to spend money on. And that's where you set your financial goals where you identify and you evaluate what you actually need to do versus what you need to uh, what you need to be able to accomplish with your income to fulfill your expenses, which leads you to taking actions so you're able to review your progress eventually, and then you can make changes if needed and get help if it's not working. And that's why people like me, Juan, and Renato are here, and also Devon are here to provide you with this information so that you're able to uh, you know meet your financial your financial goals so that you don't feel left out when you're done with college, you're like, okay, what is there to do for now? Like, I need to get a job. What am I going to be doing with the money that I have? Those are the type of things that this uh, type of information is going to be useful for. These are some key areas to know, which we'll dev in today. One will be budgeting your money, um, how you can do that through online banking, uh, what's the checking account, savings account, and then get a little bit into understanding credit. And maybe Brother Devon might talk about that a little bit based upon whatever his presentation is. And then understanding how to uh, allocate your necessary resources to the needs first versus what your wants are. So budgeting your money, where do your money, where does your money really go? Your money goes to things that you spend money on. For example, food, 
movies, uh, computers, just materialistic things that you need for your daily life to be able to, uh, to get through those days. And how do you uh, buy those things? You have to have a source of income. So when you're tracking your expenses for one month, you need to know what you're buying for that month, which were your needs versus your wants and what your pattern of spending is. What I mean by this is that, for example, if you get paid at the first of the month and the first of the month also your bill is due, you can set auto pay from your online banking, which I'll get into a little bit later on how that can just be something that you have a pattern for in terms of your budget. So your budget never really fluctuates that much and is very consistent for yourself without, you know, including things that you don't really need to be there. So for example, $50 every, every first day of the month is what needs to be taken out your account. That gets done. That's an expense taken care of. Extra money that you have, now that's up to you to allocate that to whatever other expenses that you have or whatever other things that you feel important for you. Any questions so far? Okay. So this is why it's important to budget. One, it helps you live within your financial means uh, and meets and you meet your expenses because if you're going beyond your financial means, that means you're uh, in the negatives and you're in debt. You don't want to be in that position when you feel like I'm in debt or I'm in the negative side of the spectrum and I'm trying to get to the positive side, but I can't do that uh, because I'm not able to leave uh, to live, you know, within my financial means. Um, next, it provides you with the way of spending um, versus what you're saving because your rate of spending should not be more than your, uh, your rate of saving. You should save more than you spend so that you're able to allocate some expenses from your budget to things that are of necessity. So let me ask you a question, Brian, uh, or anybody else can, uh, I guess, participate in this question. What is one thing that you can't live without? Food. Right there. Food. So, Brian, you know how uh, when you was a fresh when you were a freshman, or what were you gonna say, Brian? Sorry, I cut you off. Uh, I was gonna I was gonna say food, um, like housing. I mean, like if I need, if I gotta pay for my my living expenses. Okay. All right, what about you, Juan? Sorry, yeah, I was gonna say food, and then okay. definitely rent is. Probably one of the biggest expenses I have. Okay. I would say the same thing for myself. That's probably the biggest expense that I have is food and rent. And so far, those things are expenses. They're not a source of, they're not incomes. You have to have a source of income to be able to have these expenses available to you. So if you don't have money, you can't buy food or you can't pay for rent. And that's why it's important to budget because it offers you a peace of mind because when you worry, you're wasting your resources. You're just sitting there constantly contemplating, oh, I want to get more money. I want to do this. But you're actually not taking the initiative action to actually do this. Which goes back to the, uh, eight, the eight things uh, I touched upon earlier, which was number six. You got to take action on what your financial plan is so you're able to actually fulfill uh, your means. So there's some ideas you can use in terms of uh, budgeting your money. You know, treat yourself a weekly amount for spending money. So if you're spending like $20 every week and you realizing that 20 steps, spending $20 every week is not necessary, you can cut that in half, take the other 10, put it into something more important, which gives you more, uh, more opportunities to have available to you. So you can have you know, extra money to spend on something else. You're paying yourself on, on a rate of your, since your expenses are high, but you're paying yourself so that you don't ever be in a position of deficit. 
And if you get a lump sum of money or like a grant, for example, every quarter students get refunds. Um, and sometimes students just get the refund and they just ball it out. They just take it to the mall and, you know, they get the newest things. And then two days later, they're like, oh my God, I got to pay rent or I got to pay something. So this is why it's important to budget around that because if you get like a refund, you can use that refund to allocate it to your rent. You can pay your rent on a monthly basis, quarterly basis, or just full for the whole year. You can put it in a savings account so you don't have to keep thinking like, oh, where am I gonna get money, rent money from? You already know you saved it or you already paid your rent in advance. Um, for freshmen, you know, when you're a freshman, you get meal plans. Uh, you can just go to the dining commons and just swipe your card and be like, okay, I'm eating for free. But at the same time, you are paying for that essentially, but that's beyond what the point of this is for you to be able to budget around what your income is and what you actually need. So you're able to save each day's loose change to make it like, you know, you can have a weekend fund fund. Um, so every week, let's say your expenses are hundred dollars, which is towards groceries uh, or gas or transportation. If you actually don't go and if you actually don't actually spend all the hundred dollars, you can take the extra money that you have from there into something else that's different which can be your weekend fund fund. Uh, for example, for me, when I was a freshman, I had to learn how to budget my money in terms of, uh, I had a job. I was working at least like 20 something hours a week. And within that time range, I also had to put time into my school, make sure you know I didn't lose track of myself in terms of my social life, my relationships with people. And sometimes that can take a toll on you. And that's why it's important to the, the same way you track your schedule is the same way you should be able to track your, your money in terms of, okay, this is going to this just as much time as I'm spending to this. They're parallel to each other. Your time, it should be equivalent to your money, but I'm not, I'm not one to, to get into that right now. So. Hey, Tex, can I mention something real quick? Yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned the, the time thing. Cause right. We, that's, this is a great follow-up to what you guys did last week in terms of the time management and having that discussion. And really what it is, you know, when we talk about money or time or just different things that we're trying to manage or budget, it's really empowering ourselves to, to take that control back. Like we get to make the decisions like active and intentional decisions where what I want to do with my time, who I'm going to talk to, where's this money going, where, where are these dollars and resources uh, going as opposed to like to waste if that makes time uh, if that makes sense um because if if I, if I was thinking back to you know when i was <laughs> a freshman man like budget what, what's a budget right one because my family or people that were in my circle we didn't talk about budgeting so i didn't so one i already had like a a lack of information or knowledge when it came to money right i never worked until i got to college so source of income was new um other than like, oh, here, here, honey, here's 20 bucks to go to the movies, right? So I never had money that I had to worry about until I got into that situation. So uh, what I'm trying to say is that having a budget, whether it's for your money or for your time, it's you empowering yourself to take that control. So yeah, good stuff, Tex. Thank you. Um, so real quick for you, for you, Brian, I have a question for you just to uh, kind of gauge uh, what you asked so far. So how many hours a week do you usually work? Right now, I'm only working eight at the moment. Okay, so you're working eight hours. And within those eight hours a week, do you ever reflect back on how much that time you put into your into work is paying, paying back, paying off? Yeah, okay. yeah. 
I, I, every single time I uh, I get paid, I think about what I need to pay that week and then um, how much money I'm getting, which usually doesn't change too much since okay. I have a pretty uh, a consistent schedule. The same way you're as consistent as like in showing up to your work should be the same way you should be consistent in, you know, creating your budget. Um, as you can see on the slide, so you should be able to estimate your income. You should know how much you're making from that week of working and already know what your expenses is before even your income gets there. So you have that pattern of spending available to you. So you're not in, you know, in the unknown of like, okay, this week I'm making $100, but my expenses are 120. How am I going to cover that 120? You should be able to think ahead of that before that happens, because, you know, new situations might come up, you know, conditions that changes, you know, your expenses. Um, and you also should be able to set some money aside to meet your goals. So you don't ever exceed, uh, you know, what your goals are, but it's never bad to exceed what your goals are. You should always try to meet it first and then try to, you know, do it again or try to exceed it the next time just by a little bit. Um, and also make adjustment as needed because, you know, like you might be working eight hours this week. Next week, you might be working 12 hours and that might shift your income. And it might also shift your expenses because you might need to spend a little bit more to get to work or a little bit more time to do something else because you're, chosen, you're choosing that time to put into creating a sustainable income for yourself so that you are meeting your financial goals for yourself. Um, this transitions now into what we are currently all living in. Since we're all in the digital age now, online banking is a really great tool that you can use uh, for yourself in terms of you know, creating a budget for yourself. There's so many different platforms nowadays, but one I would recommend myself is Mint or Excel. Uh, Excel is very good because you can, you're the one personally doing it where you're actually doing those things yourself. Um, control, you have full control of it. But with access to online banking now, you have conveniency accessible to it 24 seven. You can log on to your app, see the last transaction you had, see what categories and different types of things you're spending money on, like groceries, restaurants, transportation, um, school, excuse me, school supplies, or, you know, social activities. That's the best thing right now about online banking, gives you that accessibility to that and convenience to that for yourself. Do you, uh, do you currently use, uh, anybody use currently like online banking to track their expenses? Yeah, in combination with like an Excel sheet that I that I made with a friend, um, that pretty much I update like on a weekly basis. Thank you for that, Ronaldo. About you, Brian. Do you? Uh, I just kind of, I don't really do it too often. I just kind of check what I'm buying usually for like the month, and I just kind of like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that, and so I just like, you know, cut back on something. Okay. Well, that's why we this. This information to you is very important because you can now use like different tips uh, to know how you can create a routine for yourself to actually have a budget. So you're not constantly like, oh, I spent this last week. I don't know what I'm going to spend this week. So you should be able to be consistent, just like the same thing as your schedule. Like this time on Mondays at 12, I have class. This time of the month, this, I'm going to be getting paid. And also by this time, I have to be able to make sure I've spent this amount. I can't exceed this amount. And that's what the uh, online banking can give you access to. Um, did I just give a slide? No. So you can get, if you don't have online banking, you can get started pretty much. You can reach out to your bank. And since you're a student, you're able to get discounted rates. You can also get a free checking account to where you, all you will need is $1. If you already have a bank account, then you, all you need to do is be able to ask your bank, yo, how do I create or how do I log on to uh, my app so I can be able to track my spending? And also you have the option to, to get uh, paper monthly statements so you can be able to track all your spending on all your incomes or you can just do it online 
um, paperless type of statements so that you're able to you know, have a visual and track what you're doing. And you can transfer that into your Excel or into your Mint or whatever platform you're using to track your budgeting so you're uh, meeting your financial goals. So now this is the best part about online banking. So since you say you were like, for example, you're working eight hours a week, do you get paid bi-weekly or monthly? I get paid bi-weekly. Since you get paid bi-weekly though, um, every two weeks, you know you're gonna get paid. So within every two weeks, you should know that you can have all your bills paid automatically through online banking. That's the best part about it. But if you're the type of person who is actually very like tedious and meticulous about your work, you, you know, you write it down first, confirm it with your bank, check your statements. Is this consistent with my budget of what I have to spend? If it's not, then you have to kind of make that adjustment, you know, check, make sure you're checking your statements from last month, from last week. So you're not kind of going off track and your pattern of spending is just like sporadic ever is going up and down, up and down or something like that. You want to keep it as consistent as possible. So you don't, uh, if you're ever like in a situation an emergence comes up, comes up, you have some extra money on the side since you've been keeping consistent with your spending. Um, and that's the best thing about online banking. It gives you access and convenience to all those things uh, 24-7. So now, this is the importance of saving. It's three things. One, in case of an emergency, to take advantage of opportunities. Like, if you have a savings account, you can you need to get a car. You can buy a car since you have enough money to save. If you want to take a trip with some friends, you can just take some money from your savings and use that towards your trip. If you want to buy your mom a gift, you have enough money saved up allocated to whatever else you need to do that and you have that there and lastly a savings account is going to help you reach your financial goals because if you just have a check as an account you just have money uh, ready to just spend you just want to swipe your card or send people money just instantly and you don't really care about where your money is going that's only if you just only have a check account but if you have a checkings account and a savings account it shows that you're actually trying to create a pattern for yourself to where you're being consistent with your daily day and how you're managing your own money. Is is any questions on that? No, it's good. And honestly, savings is like how I try to think about it now. That's like my, that's like my vault, right? Like that's in case I need to put in a special code, like for emergencies or something, I'm not touching that thing because I used to, you know, the, okay, I got money in my savings. Let me just add a little bit more to the checking and that would be just become a habit. You know, now my savings is not a savings. Now it's just another checking that's just, you know, merging over. So savings is important. And man, I tell you, whether you're a student or just in life, there's going to be things that are just going to, you know, a rock hit your windshield, $200, right? Uh, mom, uh, <laughs> if you get into a relationship, you're going you're gonna to need some savings. Just that uh, that's, a, that's a life tip. Uh, so you might have to, you know what I'm saying? That's free. That's free for you guys. Okay. <laughs> but um, savings is important. Good stuff, Tay. Yeah. So, so this is, so if, uh, wait, just quick question for you, Brian. Do you, have you, uh, established yourself like a checks account and a savings account? Yeah, I have a, but I just used most of what I had in my savings just recently for, uh, for a trip. But okay. yeah, I, I did, I did save up money. Yeah. See, that's the great things about a savings account. It gives you access to different opportunities. So um, 
But now they're here, the different types of savings account you can have if you're somebody who kind of wants to see if your money can kind of grow while it's sitting and you're just waiting to use it. You can get a, re a regular savings account, which most times they usually just give you a 0 0.90 uh, interest rate on it, where it's sitting there and every monthly, or depending on what your, what your bank is, they uh, can do it annually, monthly, daily, quarterly, or something like that, just depending on who your provider is for your savings account. Or you can use a mar uh, money market deposit account, which kind of requires you to have a little bit more financial knowledge on it. Or certificate deposit, which you can usually do for 12 months, six months, three months, to where you just have your money sitting in an account and you're just waiting to take it out when you have a specific like goal. For example, you can go to your bank and tell them, I want to go to a trip in four months. This is how much money I need to save by that time. You can have them open a CD for you. And when you're ready to take it out, you take it out. Or you can do savings versus investing. Most people like to put their money in a, in a regular savings account. Some people put their money in the stock market or into cryptocurrency or into places of where their, their rate of investment is of high risk considered to lower risk or medium risk. That's kind of the saving versus uh, investing. And bonds, which I don't know why I left that there. I don't have much to say on that right now. So I will go next to the, uh, the next part. Hey, Tex, you dropping knowledge though. Thank you. Um, before I get started, who knows what credit is? Okay, so we got two people who know. We, okay, Brian, you know what credit is? I uh, don't really understand it now. Okay, so we'll, we'll get you a little bit of information right now so you can kind of understand what credit is. Um, so when it comes to your credit score, you have, uh, it's a credit score that's given to you based upon you know, your financial history. So everything you do with your credit accounts affects your credit score, including like expenses, like buying a car or taking out a school loan. So for example, let's say you wanna have extra $500 for yourself to be spending every month. And you go to your bank and say, I wanna get a credit card for $500 limit. One, you're gonna have to provide them a proof of income that you actually are somebody who has a good track and financial you know, understanding of your money. And then they have to approve you to, to be a person who they believe can maintain their credit score to be above, uh, above the average, pretty much. Because banks usually wards uh, good customers with lower interest rates when it comes to your uh, credit card. Essentially, you should just think of credit as a credit card as a loan the bank is giving it to you. But if you don't pay it back, you're going to have to pay it back eventually at some point, but it's just going to be more than how much they give you. That's the catch. So if you get a $500 credit card, you spend $50 on it, you better pay that $50 back as soon as you spend it or whenever you need to pay it. Or before you spend it, you should look in your checkings or savings to see, do I have this $50? If you do, go ahead and spend your credit card because that's helping you build your credit score. And lastly, since, you know, when you're in college, you know, things kind of happen. You kind of go over your credit score, uh, your credit card limit, which can impact credit score. When it comes to applying to jobs, there's some employers that may check your credit score. And if your credit score is bad, too bad. They just show that you don't have a, gr a good financial history or stability for yourself or you don't understand your own money. So that's the importance about credit cards is that you should think it as a loan from the bank. The bank is giving you a loan and you have to pay that loan back whenever you use any of that money. Because if you don't, there's going to be a current interest on it. And when you start a current interest on it and start paying a minimum payment, that means you're going over how much you're actually supposed to pay back on a credit card, which is going to put you in a financial deficit. 
Does that make a little bit more sense about credit score, credit cards? Yeah. Okay. Lastly, like I said, you got to know your credit card limit. That's the one thing you have to know. Know what your limit is. Don't get it. Don't like, don't go over your head like, oh, I have $500 in my credit card. I have $0 in my checkers account. I have money to spend. Yes, you do have money to spend, but you're going to now be in $1,000 technically in debt because you're not going to pay that money back unless you have money accessible to you to pay it back. So that's why you always going to remember a credit card is a loan from the bank where they're expecting you to pay that money back whenever you use any dollar of it. And anything that's not paid back in full is going to be assessed an interest charge on it. So that's the that's where people usually just kind of mess up themselves and their credit score is going to take a toll. It's going to go down, which is going to affect a lot of other things. They can't qualify for a credit card or a car, mortgage, just different other things that's going to require a credit check. Um, and then lastly, there's a, re- there's a predetermined credit limit that you can get just based upon your qual- how much you qualify for. So if you're making like $400 a week, you probably cannot get a $400 credit card because you're making $400 a week and you have other expenses. So you have to incur what your expense is on how much you're gonna be paying off your credit card. And money spent can be paid back in full or installments. So if you have spend all your money once, you can pay all that money back instantly if you have it. But if you don't, don't attempt to spend any of your credit limit. And is there any questions? Anything I missed out on? If not, I would like to give the platform to Brother Devon to take over and share the knowledge that he has.